are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. And how are you, love? Oh, I'm doing so, so good. We are at the Bodhi Retreat here in St. Petersburg, Florida, and we have a lovely guest joining us. Who are we bringing on today? Welcome, Vera. Vera is here, and she is one of the teachers at the Bodhi Retreat. Vera, can you tell us just a little snippet on what you're covering here? And we're going to dive right in on all of the juicy details. But if you just give us a little overview on who you are, what you do, and maybe just how you got here to the place that you are as a teacher and um, the things that you do in your life. For sure. So the essence of what I do is I help international business elite to re-engineer their lifestyle in order to really tap into that happy place of being fulfilled and to contribute to the world in a way that is meaningful and to feel happy and to feel safe and to feel that sense of peace that we're all chasing. And uh, my journey started in the private equity side of things where I was a partner in a firm, I was working 90 hour work weeks and burning myself out. The market crash happened, the business imploded, all of the equity that I lost blood, sweat and tears for evaporated. And within about six months of that happening, my business partner of eight years committed suicide. Mm. So, that was, as I now lovingly call my midlife crisis mm -hmm. in my early 30s. And it put me on the path of this discovery and really experimenting with everything. I still wanted to succeed, but I knew that I couldn't do it the way I was doing it before. Mm -hmm. And that took me through physical pain. It took me through emotional pain and illness. Um, and it enabled me to find ways that might not be conventional, but that really worked for my body, that really worked for my mind and my soul. And that continued to elevate who I am and where I come from and how I, I show up in the world. Amazing. So um, that's the background. And Bodhi Retreat really came out of that self-growth mm -hmm. and it became a platform for me to not only share what I do with a different group of people but also now invite some of the people that I'd love to work with some of my potential clients uh, some of my friends to really experience this transformational work that we're all doing mm -hmm. and it's a very nurturing and safe and 
supportive environment where we as women get a chance to really unplug and look at our lives from a perspective of what is it that I want? Mm -hmm. What do I desire? What is it that I am not giving myself to nurture my instrument, which is your body, your mind, and your spirit. Mm -hmm. And this is the place where you quiet down enough away from everyday troubles and, you know, running the kids Mm -hmm. here and there and running your businesses to really kind of pause and say, I hear my inner voice. I hear my intuition. I want to be connected again. And I want to act and live and play from this space, right. not just from my mind, which is a, a tricky little demon. <laughs> and very chaotic sometimes, right? Especially right. because as women, we are doing so many things, not just for ourselves. Hopefully we're doing some of them for ourselves, but for so many people around us. And by nature, that's what we do. And it's a beautiful gift, but it is in that slowing down and as I heard you saying that, the word reflection showed up, right? So mm-hmm. when do we take that time for reflection? And this space and this place is about that movement, that growth, that transformation, but also that reflection of, mm-hmm. because you can't find what you want, what you desire without that pause and reflection. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's actually funny, the first step in the five-step process that I have developed, it's called the intentional legacy model, because ultimately your legacy is not what you leave behind. It's how you show up every single day of your life. That's what your true legacy is. And so the first step is that discovery step. And it's looking at your life from a holistic perspective and really being absolutely honest with yourself. Where are you spending your time? Where are you spending your money? Where are you spending your energy? Where are you spending your emotions? And is that the place where those resources belong? And then the second step is decluttering, right? Just like you would declutter a house if you're doing feng shui or you would declutter your drawer, your junk drawer where, you know, things accumulate, energy stagnates. You have to do the same with your life. You have to do the same with your calendar. You have to do the same with your habits and, and routines because at some point, things that used to serve us become old and stale. Mm-hmm. And instead of helping us be more productive, they become a drain or mm-hmm. they become a drag. Does that include people? In some cases. With people, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, with people, people are a reflection of what you're experiencing on the inside. Mm -hmm. So if you're mirroring something aggressive, if you're mirroring something negative, if you're mirroring something that is not pleasant, it starts from within. Mm -hmm. So the question might not be, or the, the reaction might not be necessarily to judge, to separate, to push away. It should start with going, oh, what's within me that's creating this in my world. What is the lesson that I need to learn or mm-hmm. unlearn? Right. What is the energy that I need to let go of? Right. Um, and one of the practices that I use quite often in, in my experience is um, called cord cutting. Yes, I do cord cutting. So, so that's, 
Is it what? A ther- cards? Do you have them there? I do not. I actually okay. allow my clients to create their own cords and, and their own representation okay. of them. So it's 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 a very customized experience based on we can do this on a specific person mm-hmm. that's really triggering in their life. Uh, or we can do it on their work. Mm-hmm. We can do it on toxic business partnerships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do it on a lot of different things. And the the fundamentals of it is you're taking out the negative energy that you're experiencing or that you're carrying with you and you're replacing it with the positive loving energy. And when you do that on that conscious subconscious level, the next day when you wake up, you're actually feeling lighter. You're feeling like you have let go of the baggage, which you have. Mm -hmm. And not only that relationship transforms, but the other relationships that you're in actually benefit from that experience as well. I could see that because I feel like sometimes you're in an interaction, you're in that triggering relationship or in that triggering setting, then you go home to your kids and that energy is still within you. And so I can see how it would trickle down to all of the relationships and how that would impact just by kind of cutting that one main cord or multiple main cords that are triggering you for those situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I love so that. That was step two or step three? The decluttering is step two. Okay, what's step three? Then we create a strategy, mm-hmm. right? You can't go anywhere without a plan. Yes. So this is a simple plan. It has to be simple, it has to be easy, otherwise, you're not going to execute it in the long term. You're right. going to drop it. Uh, and it's all about creating, like we talked about yesterday, sustainability. Mm-hmm. What is a sustainable level of support for you going forward and really taking it into your life, not from where you are today, but also who you want to become tomorrow. Who is it that you're striving to be mm-hmm. um, as a human being, as a parent, as a business professional, as uh, a person in the community and in the the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an important component. And then next, we actually look at your levels of energy. Next level is power up. Because Mm -hmm. what I find oftentimes when people come to me, they're already emotionally, physically, and mentally drained. Or they're drained in one of those areas. And it's really hard to kind of say, yes, I'm going to pick up this rock and I'm going to run with it, right? Because anything that you do that's different, is it's challenging. It requires energy. It requires attention and tension. Mm-hmm. And all of, all of that concentration, that has to come from somewhere. You need to fuel yourself up first mm-hmm. before you can execute. So we make sure that you're powered up uh, in all the areas that are important. And then the last step is actually execution, right? You can't go anywhere without executing. But my caveat to this is you have to have accountability. Mm -hmm. You have to have somebody watching your blind side. You have to have somebody cheering you on. And you have to have somebody who will push you when you need to be pushed. Because especially if you're a founder, if you're a CEO, if you're a mogul, you're running your own business, you're running your own entity. Yes, you're the hardest person on yourself, but you're not going to give yourself a a pat on the back. Oftentimes, you're not going to give yourself high five when you really need it. You're not going to give yourself a pep talk. 
you're going to go and beat yourself up. And again, that's the natural programming that we develop over time. And that's what our mind is there to do. And you're also going to give yourself those justifications and the reasons why I didn't or right. And that accountability comes through again, where it goes, no, 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 no. Do you see the old core beliefs trickling in? Do you, the right? Like that accountability is you're going to be hard on yourself, but you're also going to give yourself those little outs, right? Um, that yes. our old habits creeping in. Absolutely. And is that where you come in? A lot of times I start working with people who are going through a transition. Mm-hmm. So this transition might be, I am going into a new role as an executive and I want some support and validation. Uh, it could be, I am, I am going to sell my business and I am contemplating retirement. And that's a complete shift mm-hmm. of pace of life, of what's important, how you structure your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go from going a hundred miles an hour to potentially zero miles an hour. And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's very traumatic because your, your work life creates a lot of escapes mm-hmm. and coping mechanisms. But when you stop, when the music you have stops to face all of and, those you sit, and you're sitting on the chair mm-hmm. and you're facing everything you have created, a lot of times we don't love what we've created. And some people are addicted. Many people, especially in that high, right? Like if you're a CEO, if you are, you run your own business, you're used to running at a level that is high paced. And mm-hmm. so there's a, there's almost an addiction to productivity and right. Like feeling guilty. I have clients who they feel guilty if they sit down, mm-hmm. right? That if they relax, there's so much guilt and shame connected to that to, because to be worthy, I need to be working, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise you're just wasting the day or whatever pops up with that. So I can imagine that that's. Yeah. One of the people I work with, um, was a high-powered executive in a multi-billion dollar company and uh, she retired and we started working after about 90 days after her retirement and she said I went from having no time to talk to anybody like you Mm -hmm. to having nothing but time and there's a lot of minutes in a day Mm. and even when you think of okay, I have a list of things I'd love to do when I retire. Mm-hmm. I want to travel. I want to go see my friends. I want to do this. I want to do that. She said, I retired. I had the most amazing list. I want to do zero things on it. I have no energy to do any of it. I have no motivation to do any of it. The reason why, again, the attachments to the past. Her identity was so mm-hmm. tied up into in who she was, her importance of being this executive, people looking up to her. And now she is, who is she? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so that's a big I question. I say, they probably forget how to have fun and how to play and how to find joy because for so many years, maybe they didn't put those pieces into their busy work week, right? And maybe... 
were the reason that they felt they had that success was because, because I said, no, I can't do that one thing because I'm working. And so that piece of that's what made them successful. How do I tune into those things that, you know, I feel maybe not actually, but I feel I shoved off to the side so that I could really, you know, be at the top. Now, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the work that we've done, we've done some cord cutting, we've done some other work around reframing and really identifying uh, what's at her core, right? What was that that she was so passionate about in her work life and bringing that into her retired life, but in a different way, at a different pace, at a pace that is more sustainable and more supportive to where she is in this phase of life. Beautiful. And so one of the things that you mentioned, I believe it was the third step, was power up. Fourth step. Fourth. Sorry. Yes. Oh, I'm you're good. <laughs> um, so what does that look like? Depends on the person. Okay. So a lot of times I find that there are several groups of that people fall into. One of the groups is where they are highly physically active. So they work out every day, they work with a trainer, they're physically fit, they're running marathons, they're, they're doing all the training. And so their physical energy and physical body is in top shape. But emotionally and spiritually, they are falling behind. Mm-hmm. So maybe their strength training is great, but they have never meditated, right? right? They have never given them the themselves that that state of peace or quiet um there's others who are master meditators but their physical bodies not anywhere near where it could be and so that creates physical challenges for them illnesses Mm -hmm. and it becomes a distraction and it drains their Mm -hmm. energy so that's one area uh, physical is definitely where we look at okay if you haven't worked out in three years how do we get you started mm-hmm. it might be taking the stairs instead of an elevator mm-hmm. it might be um signing up to work with a trainer so it's it's again creating little steps that you can incorporate mm-hmm. into your life and into your schedule and creating that level of accountability uh and then the other side is the emotional and spiritual. And so really connecting and um, really exploring that side of, of your being. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's different thing for every single person, as you know. Uh, for some people, meditation is amazing. Other people have said, I can't sit. Well, I had a client who said, I can't sit for two minutes. I said, okay. So we literally walked to a park overlooking the bay. And I said, I want you to sit here. I'm going to put a timer on. We're going to sit for two minutes and we're going to look at the clouds. I actually said, just look into space. Two minutes passed. I said, okay, how did that go for you? He said, great. I said, what did you look at? He said, I looked at a manhole cover that was five feet away from us. I'm like, so I thought, well, that's very interesting because you have all this space, you have the sky, you have the water, you have the birds, you have the bridges, you have cars moving around. 
there's a plethora of things that you could be looking at. He chose to focus on a very concrete mm-hmm. thing that is man-made, man-made metal, heavy, mm-hmm. masculine. But that two minute of sitting on the bench and looking at that manhole cover gave him confidence that he could meditate. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I could not have convinced him. And probably was a reflection of his own energy. So to look into the clouds, that might have felt good for you mm-hmm. because that's maybe a reflection of your energy. But for him, trying to sit and find something that connects to him, that probably in that, yeah, yeah. was energetically and emotionally what actually connected in his space. Absolutely. So we never know what is going to speak to people Mm -hmm. and what is going to get them to reflect differently on how they live, what they do. But what I try to create is an experience. And even if we're connecting virtually, I have clients in Europe, I have clients in Canada, uh, clearly with the pandemic, we haven't been able to see each other as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even prior to that, uh, I've had clients all over the world. So I have been working via Zoom, Skype, mm-hmm. WhatsApp, like all, <laughs> all the things for quite a while and still able to create these type of experiences for people mm-hmm. to really feel things, to mm-hmm. really experience rather than just talk about right and are you the person they are then accountable to we had talked a little bit about that accountability piece you become that person who is the cheerleader and the pep talk and the coach and the kick in the butt and the high five and yes and um i also i also feel a very strong connection with people i work with I don't work with a lot of people. I'm very selective in terms of who I decide to work with because, again, it's my energy and my time Mm -hmm. and I value it and I want to invest it in people who I see the most connection with and who I see the most potential with to really do something impactful in the world. And uh, once we decide to work together and once they engage me, I'm truly there to have their back mm-hmm. no matter what um and it comes with you know sometimes it comes with tough love and sometimes it comes with a lot of encouragement and sometimes it comes with just intuitive connection mm-hmm. um i invest so much energy and my personal practice into creating wealth and abundance and ease for these individuals, as I do for the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. But I especially concentrate on the people I work with. And it is amazing how many times people would have a conversation with me and I would ask, what is it that you ultimately want? What is it that you truly, truly want? And one time I had this conversation um, with a client who is in tech world, strong executive go-getter but was lacking a little bit of confidence and didn't feel like he was in a business that truly supported what he wanted to do next and I said is there a possibility that your existing company 
can offer you a position doing what you want and what you just got certified to do. And he said, absolutely not. I said, let's just hold this in mind. Allow for this new opportunity to come from anywhere, including your existing company. Two weeks later, he calls me up and he said, they offered me a position of exactly what I want and the pay that I want. <laughs> so it's all about speaking into the world what it is that you want. Manifesting. And yeah. what I find is that when people look for new careers, when they're looking for, uh, you know, how they're going to retire, when they're looking at what they want to do next, where do they want to take their business next? They go to a safe place. They go to a place of what is feasible and possible for me. But they don't go for what is it that I really want? What would be an absolutely dream case scenario? Right. And that's the, that's the place where you're energetically connected. Right. This is where you can create opportunities that are beyond your belief. Because if you go below and if you're going for a job or a business that you don't even want, you might or might not get it. But even if you get it, you never wanted it in the first place. So now what? Right. So now you're like, oh, I got my dream. And then it's like, oh, it's disappointing. Mm -hmm. What do I do next? Right. What do I dream up next? And it's again, it's it's short of what you truly want. So, again, you get there, but you're again disappointed. And I think it's one of the things that Ange and I talk about and run some courses on is actually manifesting. And the difference being manifesting from matter, which we think I need to work more hours. I need to, you know, if I want to make more money, this is how much I have to work because we're really just focused on the time, the space, right? Which is manifesting from matter, our physical, concrete, mm -hmm. three-dimensional world. Whereas when you talk about that, what do I truly desire? Connecting to the energy of that desire, that's creating from the quantum. Mm -hmm. That's where every single thing is possible. And also nothing exists. So there's that freedom, that play, that creativity that you're talking about, which I think is mm -hmm. beautiful. You're using a lot of the same um, examples, but different terminology. So I just think that connection is really powerful that that's something you draw in. Um, and that difference between kind of here's what I don't want and it's icky and it's sticky, but I can foresee it actually happening. So I'm going to stick with that, even though, huh, right. Or diving into that place of magic. So, mm -hmm. which might be scary. Yes. It's actually interesting. A lot of billionaires when uh, they're being interviewed, it seems like there is a pattern. They say, the less I work, the more successful I am. Mm -hmm. Because, Work time means you're way too deep in operations, right? Especially at a certain level. Mm -hmm. If you're a CEO of a company, at some point you have to trust and build the support team right. that can run these companies, especially if you have multiple companies, right? You can't afford to be micromanaging every single business mm -hmm. role. Uh, and so... You have to step into that next role of the strategist and the chairman, right? The chairman of the board where you see everything, you see the big picture, 
but you have teams of people that can execute on that vision. Mm -hmm. So that way you can continue to look at the big picture and make sure that the ship is going in the right direction. Because a lot of times what I find, especially the founders with the CEOs, is that if you start building a business, you're so attached to everything. You have to be everything from janitor to the CEO, right? Mm -hmm. When you start out. Uh, And then eventually that model no longer works. You have to start delegating. But there is part of you that says, well, nobody can do this as good as me. If that's your belief, that's going to be your block. Because you will not find anybody who is as good as you intentionally, Uh right? You will self-sabotage. And if you can't find somebody who's better than you at marketing or who's better than you at sales and you have to take on those roles yourself, you're going to create a bottleneck within your organization and you're going to plateau. You're not going to allow... You're going to to be the bottleneck. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So in business, a lot of times, the busier the CEOs are the less time they have to look at the big picture Mm -hmm. and really think strategically and think outside the box and interact with people in different industries or have different life and business experiences, the more likely that business is to stagnate. Mm -hmm. I always say it's like working in the business versus working on the business. And so often I see that a lot where you're so in the business that you're not even really like, clear on the direction moving forward and then I also think when it comes to finding people to do the jobs a lot of people can do things better than you and like they love doing it they are passionate about it like we have somebody that that does our social media and we always just sit back and we're like we're so glad you just take care of that because that is not where we should be putting our energy oh it's her zone of genius and she rocks it and (laughs) and, I don't want it to be right yeah and so the more that you do that the better and then we're free to participate in things like this and really just do what we do best. So absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's uh, but there is a a releasing of control and releasing of money. You know what? I can pay. My time is so valuable that I can pay somebody for me to just not have to do this. And my time then goes into this. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't know that we think about our time as valuable enough even when it comes to friendships and the people and the things that we do, right? So if you think of, if you make X amount of money an hour, but then you go and you hang out with a crappy friend, (laughs) I'm like, oh man, that's like losing money, right? Like you're just, not that you're losing money, but you're also losing energy and you're losing time. And it's just thinking and not just friends. It's, you know, when we do things that we don't enjoy. If your hour is worth, let's say your hour is worth $40 an hour, or your time is worth $40 an hour, or it's $100 an hour, or it's $1,000 an hour, those hours have to matter. Mm -hmm. And you have to put that value into your emotional, your physical, your mental, all of that well-being, right? And that comes from, you know, unleashing the things that aren't for your soul and then valuing it back into the things that are. I'm curious, Vera, what do you do in your day that helps set you up for success, for success on what you do as business? I have a very extensive um, 
Morning, morning routine. routine. Mm. Yes. We want to hear all of <laughs> Step by step. I don't, I guess it's not extensive. It's intensive, I should say. Awesome. Uh, so for instance, today I started out with a workout. Uh, today was strength training day. So I was pushing heavy weights that are heavier than I am uh, in the air. And my body is... Um, not so happy with me right now it's a little sore mm -hmm. but i think that's the indication that you're fit is that you're always a little bit sore mm -hmm. or so i was told so i do that for about an hour i have strength training three times a week i do pilates cardio pilates once a week i do a uh, a stretch yoga class um, that's fascia based uh, once a week to really loosen up the muscles and really like realign everything. And uh, my other days are walking and one wheeling with my husband. So that's always fun. I what guess is it's that? not what did you really call exercise. Is one wheeling? What is this? So I was thinking, okay, I was thinking wheel. you were riding him. Is what no, I, was I was like, like is that sex? No. I was like, no. you're on top of him. It's no. a move. So I'm like, she's going to do What this. is this? I need to know. Really so cool. it's the most amazing thing that was produced by Future Motion. It's called One Wheel. Okay. And it's a skateboard with an electrical <gasps> tire in the middle. Yes. And it requires some balance and it gets, it requires a little getting used to, but so cool. it is the most amazing thing that I have discovered. Uh, we've started riding a one wheel uh right before covid hit mm -hmm. and during the covid we actually got a second one so we were sharing one at one point and then we just got our separate ones and now we just go on one wheel dates it's around saturday mornings we usually do that mm -hmm. and awesome. we ride for a couple of miles we grab some coffee we go mm -hmm. for a ride along the bay we mm -hmm. you know check out art it's just Amazing. Their slogan actually is killing boredom. So mm -hmm. ah, that's awesome. For sure. Yes. It's it's really amazing. And for me as a actually as a coach, uh, it is an incredible way to find balance. Mm. It, it, because you physically have to balance yourself. You have to be very aware of your environment and everything that's going on, but you also have to calm your mind. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting exercise because the wheel goes where you tell it to, in your mind. If you say, I'm going straight, you're going straight. If you, if you tell it, I'm going to crash, you will crash. Hmm. And you don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. So it's, it's, a very, it's a very instantaneous feedback loop. Yes, uh, and it's interesting. I've yes. seen, since being in Florida, we've seen these. Oh, and yeah. I've, like, but with children. And I can imagine how easy it is for them because they just move their body and this thing moves with them. I bet it's more challenging as adults to be see learning yeah. to go because they can understand that, right? When I think I'm doing a thing, I do that thing and then they do it. Whereas adults are like, oh, right? There's that disconnect. So interesting. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, mind over matter. It's a lot of trusting yourself, trusting gravity. Trusting uh, that you're not meant to be injured. Um, some people do fall. Some people do injure themselves. So you have to be, it's, it's fun, but it can also be dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, 
if you do something silly like you try to go super fast when you're low on battery and your board tips and you roll over, you're going to get some scrapes. Yeah. So um, it's, it's good experience from self-awareness, environmental awareness, and really being one with another machine. And you have to be present. I think that with anybody who... Um, people who ride motorcycles or right something that is fast paced. I see a lot of people who can't slow down, who love uh, dirt biking or um, even one wheeling, right? It's, it's because in that moment you're forced to be present. And that may be the only time in your day for some people that that's the only time they can actually be present. Mm-hmm. If you're going hundred miles down the road on a motorcycle, you're not thinking about the groceries you need to be picking up. You're like, who's the alive, <laughs> right? Yeah. And say with a one wheel where you're like, okay, I can't be, I can't be stressed about X, Y, and Z. I like just need to be one with my board here and not like die. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So you, so, and you are part of the 5 a.m. meditation. Correct. So you do, so you wake up, you meditate, you work out some form of exercise. What comes after that? After I work out, I actually practice what is called the release technique. Okay. And I have a call with my partner where we help each other release on various topics. Your partner as in your business partner, your... My meditation partner. Okay. Okay. So my release partner. And uh, we work through either homework assignments that we have from the book or we um we work through whatever's coming up for us in that day Mm -hmm. or in that week and it's again it's a practice of realigning your expectations so when you think about something is bothering you Mm -hmm. right if you think about like There is a deadline. I am not prepared. I am not going to get this stuff done. Or I'm recently dealing with uh, a real estate transaction. So I am in the time crunch to acquire a piece of real estate, uh, a rental property in Florida, in the very desired area, given current market. It's, uh, it's been tricky. And what you hear if you listen to people is you're never going to find anything. If you're going to find something, you're going to get outbid by, by all the cash buyers. You're, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice X, Y, and Z. It's just not going to happen. And I was letting that negativity, all those sayings in. And what happened was I was feeling a physical contraction in my body. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling tightness. And with releasing, what it allows me to do is say, okay, well, that might be true for other people. That might be their truth and reality. It does not have to be mine. Mm -hmm. So then I come from a space of, I am choosing to be connected with my infinite being. I am choosing to be limitless. I am choosing to tap into the higher consciousness. And I'm choosing to invite for the best property for me, Mm -hmm to make itself available to me in timely manner. And I invite all the people who are participating in this transaction to benefit from the transaction. Not just me, Mm -hmm. not just me winning and everybody else losing. Mm -hmm. I want everybody involved in this to win. Mm -hmm. And 
from that standpoint, within two weeks, we found a property. Mm-hmm. We're actually under contract now. Amazing. So it's not about what it is that you want necessarily. It's what's the energy that you're bringing into it and what's the vantage point that you're you're attracting it from. Right. Are you attracting it from fear and tightness and scarcity or are you attracting it from allowing, loving, abundance, infinity? Because mm-hmm. in the infinite yeah. space, in the infinite energy, there is no lack. Yes. There is enough for everybody. Absolute abundance. Yes. Oh, I love that. I When you were saying all of those things that recently showed up for me in the form of being here, right? Passports and just everything that was kind of going on with that was that two week span where I'm like, Oh my gosh. And from the passport office, we literally left there and came like straight from there. But it was, and again, lots of people are like, Oh my gosh, what if you don't get it? And you know, what are you going to do? And you know, passports now take forever. Like you'll never write all of, I have, a, I have something to tell you about that. Now that you've cut in mine or in no. connection to yours. Cause you have a passport, I have a passport update, but um, yeah. So I know that you grabbed yours and then you guys left. And so the lines have been crazy. And I realized my kids are coming in on Sunday and I just realized that my son's was expired. I was like, oh, so I waited six hours in line, picked it up, all good to go. So you know that massive line? Mm-hmm. Um, so my partner just told me today, yeah, today. So he picked his up and now they're no longer doing the line. They're making you have to book an appointment. So if you're booking an appointment now, it could be like a couple of months. So we both would have been essentially like screwed had we have been like, even like a couple days later, if this retreat would have been like a week later. Yes, because we didn't see that line. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Isn't that crazy? So the divine timing of it, we literally wouldn't have had the passports if this date was any other date because of what's happening now in Ontario with passports. Amazing. Another (laughs) funny thing that happened in connection to that. So myself, my three children and my husband all needed passports and myself. I kept like, Nope, return to love. We did like rounds of gratitude before we crossed the border. I'm like, okay, everybody, let's do a quick round of gratitude. What are we grateful for? Like really just, and my husband struggles with that piece. He's more concrete. He's got that engineering brain and just, he's very much in this place, but it has to make sense. And just a little more like preparing for, well, what if it doesn't work out? So it was not ironic. It was um, interesting that mine, my three children all came through. No problem. It was his that got stuck. His was the one that wouldn't transfer. His was the one that we had to, on our way down, he had to get pictures done that day on our way. I refilled out an application before we crossed the border. He's like, oh, take those sticky notes off. His, the ink on his passport was still wet, but it was interesting because I was like, the four of us could trust and believe and in that space, right? release that fear and all of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas he, I knew it was just a stickier process for him. He got there and right. But I was like, interesting that why not all five of us? Mm. Just physically and literally him. Mm. But it was neat. Right. So I think that's just in connection to your real estate there. I think that's, uh, it shows up for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. 
I was just thinking we're coming up on 42 minutes there. Ladies, it's a little dark on our YouTube yeah. video. The last few minutes we got to there. watch the sunset over yeah. the uh, over the harbor here, which is beautiful. Um, anyways, thank you, Vera. Be- before we go though, Vera, I want to ask you this one burning question. And it's you know, it's for myself, but also for the listener. For anybody who a wants to reach out to you and find out more how do they do that and b if somebody the just thinking about the audience thinking about the people who will be listening to this what's your advice for them what would you where's your beginning place where if somebody listens to this and goes oh my gosh like I just, that makes so much sense and I need to start and I don't know how. What's your advice for somebody who is listening? Okay, I'll start with the advice. Uh, My advice is tap into that inner knowing, into your inner being and give yourself a little moment in time, whether you're sitting in the park, whether you're doing a little meditation and open up the question of, what do I need to see next? And don't force the answer, but allow for the universe, for whatever you believe in God, to give you the answer, to bring it to you, to make it very evident and trust that it's going to happen. Um, another really good starting point is take a look at Bodhi Retreat. <laughs> if that's a, a good place for you to start because it's very specific to... People who are in that mode of, I have everything, I am successful, I am grateful, but I don't feel 100% there. There's something missing and I'm not happy. I'm not that genuinely wake up in the morning and I'm beaming happy. Mm -hmm. And they might have experienced that for a short period of time or they might have been experiencing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And they might know the answer, but they're not brave enough to face it. So coming to a retreat like Bodhi Retreat um, or any other retreat that calls out to you that you discover or referred by a friend will give you a different perspective, will give you the support, will give you the insights that you need to really be clear on what it is that you should be doing next or Mm -hmm. let the unfolding happen. You don't have to have clarity on the next 10, 20, 30 years. But as long as you get that first next step and you keep moving forward one step at a time, mm-hmm. that will put you on a much better path in life. And uh, the other thing, the what I practice personally is called the release technique. And it was developed by a wonderful gentleman a long time ago uh, who was faced with double... Um, heart attack by the age of 42 Mm. and he was sent home by the doctors because they said we can't help you we don't know what we can do there's nothing we can do and from that state he has discovered personally and proved it himself that you can heal your body and you can heal your mind through love Mm -hmm. and it's realizing that we have a lot of resistance we have a lot of contraction we have a lot of fear um, that isn't real that is there just in our imagination yes Mm -hmm. 
And that's what's creating a lot of blockages in our bodies Mm -hmm. and in our minds and in our hearts and in our souls. And so he created a whole system, which is called the release technique. Um, And that is what I personally practice to help me connect with my higher self. And um, it's a journey, (laughs) you know, it's a journey for all of us uh, to constantly evolve and let go and release. And it's not a linear journey. I don't want anybody to think that, oh, I'll do this one thing and I will feel better and lighter and brighter, which you will. And then it's going to build from there and it's going to stay that way forever. What happens when we release a layer of emotions, sadness, anger, that heavy feelings, Mm -hmm. uh, the next layer feels comfortable and safe to come up. And so we might go through these waves of, I'm feeling great. Oh, I'm feeling not so good. Oh, I'm feeling great. And like, oh, I'm in another low. Oh, I'm in another high. I'm in another low. But what the teachers that I work with and my mentors help me to point out is that if you notice the bottoms, you track your progress by your bottoms. And every single time you hit the bottom, it's a little bit higher than the previous bottom. And a little bit higher and a little bit higher because your highs can go as high, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can get yourself to that state of euphoria. You can get yourself to the state where you're floating and you're just in this super expanded right. space. Mm-hmm. But you can't always maintain that. Right. And you do have the lunar cycles, the physical stuff, you know, there are our body cycles that bring us back down. Right. Because we are, we are cyclical creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that awareness that even if you're going down, you don't have to go back as low as you have been. Mm-hmm. You continue to increase and improve and elevate. I love that. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. So if somebody wants to reach out to me, um, one of the places where I post a lot of articles and I post podcasts uh, is on LinkedIn. Okay. So you can look me up, Vera Anderson with SLN, um, and you can find me under Legacy Coach. And um, my website is globalelementsconsulting.com, so you can find me there as well. And uh, if any of this resonates, I definitely encourage you to reach out, um, take a look at some of the other publications that I did. And uh, trust yourself. You know, if something feels right, um, trust yourself to move forward Mm -hmm. and give yourself permission to do that. If something doesn't feel right, trust yourself not to do that. Mm -hmm. Because I think we've all been in in situations where we hired somebody because they sold us. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. We were afraid (laughs) to say no. And we felt trapped and we felt like, well, I now said I'm going to work with this person, so I have to work with this person. But really, we didn't get the value and we didn't get what we needed. So really follow your intuition. And if you really connect with somebody, invest in yourself to work with them. If you don't, definitely don't do it. Right. Beautiful. Okay. All right. On that note, I think we just, that's a beautiful place to stop. So. Thank you for joining us. It's turned into this evening. It's gorgeous here. And. 
We uh, see everybody next Thursday. That sounds wonderful. Thanks again, Dara. Thank you, ladies.